Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly show where we discuss pens, paper and the analogue tools we all love so dearly. I'm Mike Hurley and I'm joined, as always, by your host, the Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Brad. Hey, Mike. How's it going today? Very well, my man. Very well. Um, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace and Pennote, and you're going to hear a little bit about them as the show goes on. So, Brad, how is it in your pen world this week? Um, it's going good. It's going good. I got, um, uh, several new items scattered around my desk. Um, a few that I've been anxious to get a few that, uh, other people have been anxious for me to get and tell them if it's any good. <laughs> so I didn't know whether to buy them. Yeah. It kind of puts me in a weird position. It's like, Hey, have you gotten this one yet? And tell me if I should buy it. <laughs> so I'm kind of, I kind of get roped up in that, but, um, Heck, most of the pens I want to get anyway and test out for myself. So, yes, um, of course you do, because you're an addict. That's right. We that's know right. This. So there was actually one pen I, I got in this week that I've had a few people asking me about. Um, and since it's, it's it's a brand new pen in Jet Pens, it's called the Monami Super Gel Q Gel Ink Pen. Kind of an awkward name, but that doesn't surprise me. Um, the, this pen is poised to be a in the high techs in the pilot high tech C realm of things. Right. So that's why that's why people have been anxious. Like how does it compare to the high tech C? Is it any good? You know, um what's it like? It's because it, it came out, it's a it's a point four millimeter gel pen, uh, mm-hmm. needle tip. So tip wise it looks just like a high tech C. And actually this pen looks a lot like a lot of things. It's it's Monami has been uh, very, um, how should I say it? They, uh, they have not been shy about uh, using the best parts from best some some of the most popular pens in in putting this together. This looks um, like so many pens I've seen. Yeah, so the barrel is just you know base plastic barrel with a rubber grip, but the barrel with the cap off is a dead ringer for the Uniball Sino DX. Yep. I mean, it just is. I mean, down to the dots on the grip. Yeah, that that was what I couldn't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. The, the dots in the rubber grip will look yep. something, look like something I knew. And yep. then you've got the tip looks like a high-tech C tip from exactly. the image that I'm seeing here on the jet. Exactly. Side. Yep, so that's what they've done. They've, you know, kind of, you know, I'm not totally familiar with uh, Monami, um, it's a, it's a it's a Korean brand. Um, they I, I've I think I've used one or two of their other pins before. I don't know if they're like there, there's another Korean company called Dong A um, that makes several several pins. They make some popular like scented pins and things like that. But then a lot of their other pin lines are like I don't want to say ripoffs, but you know they're they are, are definitely imitation. Yeah, we'll go. That that was very nice of you, Mike. I'm diplomatic. They're, they're they're imitations. I mean, like even even to the naming conventions a little bit, and just the the whole design of the pen. So anyway, I, I don't want to get too far off track, but there, it's not a very unique uh, barrel or look to the pen, um, yeah. and it's got a lot of the features that you know if you use a, a Sino DX or a High Tech C. Um, but you know, people don't really care too too much about how it looks it actually looks good i mean it's a good it's a good looking pen i mean it's got the huge barcode built in on there which i'm not crazy about but that doesn't that doesn't keep me up at night some people it annoys the, the snot out of but 
Um, but what people really want to know is how it writes and if it's even worth looking into just as a pen, regardless of how it looks. I got to say it, it's, it's pretty good. Um, the ink flow has not stopped from when I started writing it. You know, there's been no gaps in line thickness or, you know, ink uh, dispersal, if you will. I mean, it's just been a solid line. It starts right up. Um, the ink's very dark. I got a black and I got a blue black. Um, the blue black is actually a really nice color. I, I'm pretty happy with it. And, and the black's real good too. It's a, it's, it's a very smooth pen for a, a 0.4 millimeter, you know, that it's, it's relative, right? People get mad sometimes when I say, Oh, this 0.38 millimeter millimeter pen is smooth. Well, <laughs> it's never going to be as smooth as your, your 1.0 millimeter gel ink pen that it's, it's relative to other pens in its size range. Right. Yeah. 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 So this one isn't super scratchy. The only, the, the main gotcha I have with this pen and I don't know if you can tell, I, don't, I haven't posted my review on the pen addict yet, but you could probably tell in the pictures on jet pens is there's a drop off from the base of the grip area to the tip section. Yeah. It kind of, you had the metal tip where you screw it in and mm -hmm. then usually after that point you see the grip, but there's like mm -hmm. a, a part of the plastic barrel in between the two, isn't there? Right. Right. And the way the pins designed, that's, that's for the cap to snap on, um, I see. Other uh, yes, other yes. companies have figured out how to not have that big drop off, but that's right where I'm a we, we call it a low gripper. I, I grip the pin way down on the barrel. My my grip is smack in the middle of that ridge, so it's not a great grip area for me. Because ideally, the metal should be raised to allow mm -hmm. for it to snap in, right, rather than right, being on the right. plastic. But right, but um, they they do it the way the um, it's it's how. That's where the cap snaps on, so mm. I don't know. There, there's ways around it. Other pins don't have it like this, so. Never mind. Mm -hmm. Anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, no, it's a it's a pretty good pretty good uh, a, a new entry into the to the micro tip world. Um, I think it comes in about ten colors or so. So it's it's they're definitely trying to be the pilot high tech C with this pin, um, and they've done a. A decent job. I mean, I, I have to say, you know, the, uh, another needle tip pen that was kind of doing that same type of thing in that hasn't gone as well is the um, there was a zebra sarasa clip needle. Um, I don't know if you ever saw one of those, and it, it's similar in design to this pen, and it it did not do well. It it was a very very poor writer, which is shocking out of zebra. I, I never have issue with the the way zebra pens write, and that pen for whatever reason, no matter how many different ones I try, it was a poor pen. And I think they ended up discontinuing it. So yeah, I can't find it. Yeah, so people uh, are are looking for new things to try in the the point four millimeter range. It's not bad. I'm not going to give it like my glowing highest marks because there's a couple little annoyances like the grip area and also the grip, the rubber grip area. It turns like it's not glued down firmly. Mm -hmm. So like the, the, the grip twists around the barrel. It's not it's not too bad when you're riding, but it's just, you know, I'm real nitpicky about certain things, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm complaining awful, awfully a lot for a three dollar pen, right? Mm. <laughs> but you know we come to expect a certain level of quality from things yeah yeah and it's it's it feels like a it's it's a good build quality yeah i mean i don't want to belabor the point it's it's a good pen 
I'm not going to go, this is the greatest pen ever. At least not yet. I mean, I need some more time with it. I've only had it a day, and I've written about two full pages with it, which is actually a lot for me to just get a pen. It does sound um, like, though, it's not going to be pushing the high-tech seat off of its perch. I, I don't think so. There's just a few little differences. Um, that, And it's it's really all in the writing experience. I think the, the high-tech seat writes a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer, a little bit tighter line. But this one writes pretty pretty well. I'm just... Um, We'll see how it goes long term. Yeah. So what about you? What What do you have going on? Um, at the moment, I'm on the Retro 51 site again. I'm just <laughs> looking at their new stuff. They have a, the, the line that they've got at the moment, the, the 2012 line. Um, there's some really, really, really nice stuff in here, um, including some fountain pens. Um, and I, and so because I haven't yet bought a fountain pen, um, and now I want to wait to try and um, to try and get one of the, the new ones rather than get getting an older model. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the tornadoes, they've got some really cool looking tornadoes coming. Um, they have some, they have like a vintage. They're called the Vintage Metalsmith series, um, and. A couple of them are named after presidents. So you've got a Jefferson, mm-hmm. a Lincoln, and a Franklin. And they've they've all got these very different finishes on. Some are antique copper. Um, that's the Lincoln, like a penny. Okay. Yeah, and, and so it, they look really interesting. Like the, the Lincoln, it looks like it's had like some severe rust damage. Huh. It's really interesting. And they um, and the the Jefferson has, has been acid finished and, and I'm basically they've got a, a, a product brochure mm-hmm. but I'll, I won't link to that because it's a PDF but I will link to yeah. the page where you can download it so from there what's new um, okay yeah I haven't, I haven't looked at that yet but are, are the finishes is that the external finish of the pen or is that the finish and then they're lacquered over like a lot of their other pens um, it's difficult to tell, but I think, okay. I, I think that they might. I don't think they're lacquered because they have a, still have a lacquered series as well. Okay. Uh, but the the King model that I have, which is what I'm currently using now, that's actually in this selection, but they're not available everywhere yet. And I was talking to the guys at Retro 51, and I'm not going to be able to get them in the UK for a while, so I might have to try and get them imported from somewhere. Hopefully, gotcha. jet pens will get some soon, and I'll have to buy probably all of them. Yeah, I know. It's a. You know, I was listening to you and uh, you and Patrick on the Enough podcast uh, yeah. just this morning at at work, and going uh, y'all got into a, a, a pen and paper uh, or mostly a pen diversion, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I was I was laughing at you. And Patrick is so right. I mean, it is. I mean, it is a rabbit hole deep into your wallet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dangerous. Yeah, like Patrick's Patrick said something to the effect of, "Don't get into pens if you uh, if you want to have any money in your pocket." Totally. Because that's what it does. It, it, mm-hmm. it drains money from you. Yeah. While we're on that subject, let's talk about the vanishing point. So I've been using the vanishing point all week. Um, I continue. There, there are things about it that I am in love with. There are things about it which it's a little bit difficult for me. Mm-hmm. So the things that I love, the line is consistent. I have not had any problems at all. I've not had any um, scratching. I've not had any spluttering. I've not had any line breaks. It has been perfect. Not and that is so rare for me with fountain pens. Um, I've not. I don't feel like I've had to break it in in any way. It's just from the moment I bought it to to been using it all week. I've been doing a lot of writing this week as well because I've had some stuff going on at work. Maybe do a lot of writing. I've needed to do lots of note taking. 
Mm. It's been perfect. The problem for me, Brad, is the clip can get in the way for me sometimes. Oh, really? Your yeah. grip, your, the way you grip the pen? It's, the, it's because of my left-handedness. Um, yeah. So I kind of have to, at points, I have to tuck the, the clip underneath my finger. Um, mm. And it's okay, but if I'm writing for extended periods, I need to take a few seconds break. So it's not a make or break. Like I'm still, I'm still going to continue using this pen every day. But it is, it, it, for me, it would be the perfect pen if it, the grip wasn't there. If the yeah. clip wasn't there, it, where, you know, right on the grip point. Because holding it the regular way doesn't work for me. It's not, it's not how I hold my pen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I don't hold my pen to the left, or to like the left or the right, and, and right in the opposite direction. I hold mm-hmm. my pen typically from above and sort of curl around the page. So right. it can kind of get in the way of my grip, which is a shame. But I've got to tell you, there is nothing more satisfying than picking up that pen and clicking. <laughs> the feeling of clicking this pen. I've not had anything from, from my pen collection at the moment that I find more satisfying. I really feel like I'm about to do something awesome every time I pick up the vanishing point. That, that's, a, that's a good point, and it, it does make you feel that way. It's just so solidly built, and it's just, yeah, I, I catch myself in meetings now just clicking, and I have to, I have to finally stop. I'm like, okay, put the pen down. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Usually I am, I, I am I fiddle with my pens a lot, and I, like if I've got a, a knocker, I will click and click and click, but I'm, I'm conscious of it because it's so loud. <laughs> I know, it is. It, it's very loud. It's, so not I, a little, it's not a little dainty, uh, no. dainty sound. It's a thud. I mean, it's boom as mr hackett would say exactly he would say that he does say that um so i you know i I don't really want to just be going (laughs) so at the moment at home um when you know because i'm using the vanishing point at work at the moment and at home the only pen i have used all week at home from my collection is the retro because i'm not using it anywhere else now and i still think the retro 51 is my favorite pen of all time that's great and and what i love about See, this is terrible in a way, but what I love about it is they have so many models. So I'm just, <laughs> and it's because I love it because oh, there's so many, but it's terrible because I'm going to start collecting them. Well, I think yeah. I need to just admit that that's going to happen, um, and I'm going to start collecting them. And as soon as I can find some that I can get these new models, I'm going to buy about four or five of them. I know I'm going to do it, and there's there's nothing I can do about it. But I will collect these. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to collect them. So never that's mind. Fantastic. So we have some topics this week, right? But before we do that, should we talk about our first sponsor? Yeah, far away. So our first sponsor this week is Squarespace. Um, everything you need to create an amazing website, which both looks extremely professional and has unparalleled reliability. We've been talking about Squarespace all of this month, um, and I will continue to talk about them until the cows come home. I love Squarespace. Um, for me, it's the only way that I would ever want to start a website. Um, I have a personal blog which is on WordPress for whatever reason I chose to do that. I don't know. Um, and for some reason, I wasn't going to take it to... I don't know why I didn't go to Squarespace with it, Brad. I think I'm a bit of a fool, but I'm taking it to Squarespace. I'm gonna, that is a project for me that I'm going to undertake over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to move the MikeHurley.net over to Squarespace as well because that's where its home is. That's where all of my web properties should belong. The reason I love Squarespace so much... I don't have to worry about the hosting. I have stats built right in, real-time stats. I don't need to wait for an hour or two days or a week to come back and check what my stats were. If somebody's gone and visit, visited my site, 
it will show. If I want to see who's been linking to me, great, I get that too. And I can get that on my iOS app, which I love, and I can post on the go from the iOS app. Fantastic. Now, we have spoken in the past about Brad was going to be bringing over his Panadic blog to Squarespace. Unfortunately, we had a bit of a hiccup. But what did Squarespace do? He was talking with them. They fixed it, and he's going to be, you're going to be bringing the site over. You're going to finish the transition now. That's right. As of um, uh, a couple of days ago, we finally got the they basically. If if you haven't caught up with uh, all the podcasts, I hit a bug when I was importing my type. It was basically a TypePad import bug, and Squarespace worked uh, to fix it. They actually pushed a fix to correct this in the future. So um, if you're you're moving from TypePad, um, you hopefully you won't run into the snags that I ran into the first time. Um, I haven't moved everything over there. Um, made the big move yet but i've done some testing you know based on on the bug and the fix and everything's working as i anticipated it to work so i will be getting the migration uh back in order soon so uh hopefully this weekend we'll see if i get some time this weekend to uh to give it a good go and um yeah i think we're going to be in good shape i'm i'm jones and hard to get over there because i really want to use the uh ios tools they they are so (laughs) slick it's not even funny amazing I think that's like the big the, the thing I'm most anxious for. <laughs> I think the problem for you was you accidentally moved, didn't you? And then and then when you found the bug, there was not really too much that could be done because you'd moved the site over by accident. And but now well, you yeah, can do it I had properly. A DNS, right? I had a DNS change. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I'm in the IT field, and and I know better than to do this. You don't make two changes at at the same time. No. You make one change, you test it. If it's good, you make the other change. Well, I go. I tried to roll two changes in at one time, and I just ended up. You know, making my life miserable for a day or two. So, so we're talking about <laughs> DNS. Just the last thing before we finish this sponsor slot. Talking about DNS. Now, this is something that I hate. I know all of us nerds hate it. Um, you know, we. I think that you, once you've set up enough sites, you understand how to set up a domain, right? You have mm-hmm. to change whatever you need to change, see names, all that sort of stuff. You do, you know you've got to do it, but nobody likes to do it, and because of the propagation time, you're never sure you've done it right. Yeah, so you, you're a bit like, oh, have I done this correctly? I'm not sure. Well, if you're starting a site from scratch, if you sign up for an annual plan with Squarespace, they're going to give you a free domain. So if you want a .com, you can get it. Like if you want Mike's Retro 51 collectioncom which I might just have to get anyway, um, <laughs> if I want to set that up on Squarespace, buy an annual plan, and they'll roll that straight in for free. If it's available, they'll register it, and they do everything. They take care of all the forwarding and, and whatever it needs to be done. They get it done, the DNS stuff taken care of by Squarespace. All you need to do is wait 15 to 20 minutes, and then, then your website will have that domain attached to it perfect and that comes for free with every annual plan the annual plans start with the equivalent from as little as eight dollars a month you can also if you want pay monthly you won't get the domain but you can pay monthly for ten dollars a month which is an absolute steal find out more by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels you'll start a two-week free trial that's on us. And if you use the offer code 70decibels570, decibels5 at checkout, you'll get 10% off your first purchase, whether that be your first month or your first year. Go for the year, get the 10% off, and get that free domain. There you go. That's Squarespace. Thank you very much for sponsoring the network, Squarespace. We love you. So, what are we going to talk about now, Brad? Apparently, I'm going to talk about how far off the deep end you've gone with this Retro 51 thing. <laughs> iHeart Retro 51. Stage, yeah, you might have to stay. You're going to start building Twitter, Twitter feeds, and all this stuff. Something bad's going to happen. That's all I know. 
<laughs> anyway, I thought that was funny. Um, we're we're going to talk about um, pen and pencil cases um, real quick. Um, we've had um, a couple of emails here recently about some different uh, pen cases. You know, what are my options? How do you carry your pens? And you know, I think we've covered it. You know, we've at least mentioned some pen cases in passing um, in, in some other episodes. But you know, I've had a, a, a couple of specific questions and just wanted to go over some general types of pen cases and some of the things I use and, and why I use them. And just recently, we, I, I talked about one pen case that's my favorite pen case that's unfortunately been discontinued. It's the, the Nomadic PDO4 roll pen case. Um, if, you, if you follow me on the blog at all or, or follow me on Twitter, you've seen me posting about it in the past, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago. It's it looks like a mini burrito, the way the pin case rolls up. Um, it, it zips across the top, and you open it up, and you pull out like the the roll for your pins to like slot in. It hold it slots five pins um, in like their own protective sleeve in this little roll section. And that roll section also contains a spot to hold like refills, lead refills, pin refills, eraser things like that. And the cool part is that case isn't just built for five pins. So that roll case rolls back into the the pocket of the, um, the pin case and you can dump like five or six or seven more pins in there. So you can get about 10 or 12 pins in there. And that's the case where I can keep some nice pins in the little five sleeves, um, five individual sleeves and keep some more mass pins in, in, in the big section. And I, you know, I'm sad that I love this case so much because I talk about it all the time and people want to know where they get it and <laughs> you really can't get it anymore. Um, you might be able to find some old stock that just haven't sold out somewhere, but they, I, I don't know why they don't make it anymore, but this is, this is definitely my favorite, my favorite pen and pencil case. All right. Stop rubbing it in and give us something you can buy. <laughs> the very first pencil case I bought, at jet pens and I guess it was, it was the first pen or pencil case I bought in ages is called the Kokuyo Neocrits uh stand stand up pen case. Oh, I don't man. know if that's the exact proper name. Oh, but uh, right. it's the I'll, Kokuyo Neocrits. It will be in the show notes, so you don't have yep. to search for it. Like, oh it's I, the like Neocrits Transformer. Transformer. So and I don't guess they're getting sued by anyone for using that name Transformer. Not that I've heard of. Looks pretty cool, but, actually. Yeah, it's so. What it is the the reason why I liked it is because it it's still a a, a good portable size, and when you you take it with you um, to your office or to your school to the library or whatever, um, you 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 unzip it, it. It stands up vertically. It spreads out, and you can just kind of flip the top. Uh, you just pull the top down, and you, it's like you it's like it's a portable portable pin cup, if you will. Um. It's really well built. I've had this one for probably four years now, um, and it's always packed to the gills with pens and pencils. Um, I use it a lot, and I've got some of the biggest, heaviest pens in here right now. I mean, I've got like a uh, gosh, what I got a, the, one of the Moleskin rollers. I got one of the Jetstream four plus ones, uh, uh, Sharbo X. I mean, it's some really large size pens and. One, two, three. I got, I don't know, 12 maybe pins in there, maybe 14. And the thing just stands up steady as ever. It's it's a very good, portable, durable 
uh, pen and pencil case that you can use, I mean, like I said, anywhere. I mean, you could leave it on your desk at home, and it, and it looks like a cool desk accessory. So I've been, I've always been happy with that, with that pencil case. Now one, one other one that has been really popular that I keep forgetting to order is the, uh, the Lihit Labs, um, Tefa pen case. And let me find that. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it it's a real basic looking case from the, from the outside. It's a kind of a lay flat case, if you will, um, and it opens up book style and everyone who I've read about or has talked to me about it, I've had a guest post about it on, on, uh, on pen addict, um, doing a review of it just raves about this case and it, and its durability and its ability to hold so many, so many different items. Cause it's kind of, it opens book style, right? And then it has a, um, a middle divider. So there's two, there's basically two pin sections. You flip the divider over, and then you have another section for erasers. You could probably fit like a mini field, like a field notes notebook in there, um, scissors, uh, and things like that. It's just a really nicely done um, with all with all the pocket accessories in, in the case. So, if you're looking to try, that's probably the most basic case that'll give you the most flexibility. If you're if you're looking to try like your first pencil case. And you know you need something to throw in a backpack or, or take to work or take on the train or whatever. This Lihid Lab Tefa is is really good, and, and I don't have one yet. I, I keep meaning to order one so I can I can review it, but I've never heard anything but just raves about it. Yeah, I'm going to put that on my list. Actually, I'm taking a look at it now, and it looks like there's loads of little pockets and compartments. Mm-hmm. That's what looks really cool about it to me. So. Yeah. Yeah, do you do you use any type of you, case? I know you, you take a backpack like to to work, right? Yeah. When you, when you leave, do you use any type of pen case in inside of it or anything? I don't. I mean, I have a, a pen case that I leave at work, which is just like a standard zip and just chuck stuff in, like just for the random pens that I have, like from Sharpies and, and that sort of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only, I mean, so I have like three pens that I carry around that are important to me, which is the Retro Fifty One, my first one, the uh, vanishing point and the um, uh, the high tech C Kalito um, and I in my backpack in one of the zip compartments is some pen slots so I keep them in there. Gotcha. I don't really need to keep keep you know to do anything else with them. Yeah. So when when we were talking about this, you, we actually got this question on Twitter um, for this topic, and. You know, we had I had some follow up with that. Once people saw we were talking about pin cases, someone wanted to know what's a good portable pin case I can carry in my pocket that holds just like two pins or something like that. You know, I want to protect my pins, throw them in my pocket, but you know, I I don't just want to clip them to my shirt or clip them to my pants or something like that. And that's actually a pretty hard thing to find. I'd seen them before at Levenger, so I I hopped over there and I did find one, um, like a it's called the Carreza double pin sleeve. Uh, I'll shoot you the link for the notes. Um, it's it's just like a little leather sleeve that's you know sewn to hold you know one pin on the left side, one pin on the right side. How well that fits in your pocket, I'm not positive, but um, that's one of the smallest pin cases that I could find. You know, this I forget the man's name on on Twitter, but he just wanted like he wants to hold two pins in a case in his pocket. You know, that's that's actually a 
a pretty decent request. You know, I'm surprised there's not a few more things out there. You know, if anyone else out there knows of anything, uh, let us know. I know uh, Kawiko makes a they make a killer two pin yeah. pin case, but its dimensions are made to hold your Kawiko Sports and Classics and and AL Sports when they're when they're closed. So that's a pretty small. That's not going to fit. That's not a universal type of pin case. It's built for the Kawikos. I just um, I just found on the JetPen site um, Kokuyu. Kukuyo, they mm-hmm. make a uh, mini pencil case, which is yeah, very the, small the, for, for a couple is of it the Slims. It's called the Arctic Mini. Arctic Mini, and it looks like it just holds two pens. And it looks really small, so oh, I'll, cool. I'll include that as well because I, obviously I haven't got any. I've not got any experience with it, but it looks it looks cool. Yeah, see, I've seen that one. It looks and smaller I, I, than I the thought Levenger about that one. one, but for a pocket carry, you're not going to be able to throw that in your pocket. I don't think with the zipper. No, I don't know. True. You might be able to. I haven't. I've seen that one. Um, I love the look of it. It's it's a beautiful little case. Um, the but yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how well it would do in a pocket. Though, but I guess it's it's slim, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's long. Mm-hmm. It's long and long and skinny. Mm-hmm. And got a decent sized zipper. But the Kawako um, one is very attractive, isn't it? Yeah, those are really cool. The pencil cases. I mean, I end up. I finally had to stop buying them because I wasn't using them. You know, I only take one with me when I leave the house and I use some others for storage. So, I mean, I still got three or four other ones, but just in general, I've had great luck with the nomadic and the Kokuyu brands as far as durability goes. I mean, I've, I've probably got maybe five or six pin cases. Um, and they're either nomadic or Kokuyu. And I, I have zero complaints about any. I mean, they all do different things well, but as far as quality-wise, you know, the the nylon construction's durable. The zippers, you know, I'm not having any flakiness in the zippers. Um, the Velcro stays strong and, and things like that. So, and I've had, I haven't bought a new pin case in a while. So, um, I, I've been putting these through the ringer, you know, pretty well. And durability has been the least concern the the biggest concern is why can't i take a hundred pins in a tiny pin case <laughs> yeah. that's my biggest problem so you hopefully that helps Mary helps Poppins out some bag. uh some of the listeners with their their pin case questions and certainly if you have more let us know you need like the mary poppins bag Mm-hmm. that's what you need i know i, I could see that i have back problems carrying all my pins around <laughs> right so um we've got another topic haven't we but before we do that should we talk we about do. our second sponsor for this week yes so um our second sponsor joining us again is pair note uh, throughout this month we've discussed how awesome pair note is for taking notes in meetings lectures and conferences pair note allows you to combine notes of audio video and even slide decks Whatever you type is kept in sync with the timeline of your media, allowing you to come back to the app, select a word, and be taken straight to that point of the media timeline, or watch it back and you watch your words highlight in real time as you type them, when you type them. Pair Note for Mac has been recently upgraded to version 3 and takes advantage of liar features like versions, autosave, and full screen, and they've also added the ability to record higher bitrate audio and 720p video. All of your notes sync over Dropbox to pair note with the iPad, so you always have your notes with you no matter where you are. And they've recently added integration for a Skype plugin called Ecamm's Call Recorder. Um, it's something that allows you to record Skype calls. Pairnote now links with this, so if you can record your Skype calls right into Pairnote using the call recorder. 
and the notes that you take will be kept in sync with the Skype call, which is really cool for if you take meetings over Skype. You can get Pear Note from the Mac App Store, the iOS App Store, or directly from UselessFruit.com, which is where you can go to see the awesome demo we spoke about last week. You can get a bunch more information and a 30-day free trial. Thank you very much to Useful Fruit and Pear Note for sponsoring the 70 Decibels Network this month. So, what is our final topic for this week, Mr. So we Dowdy? We got an email this week that was uh, right up my alley because it, it sounded like I typed it myself just because of the way the way uh, the way the reader and the the, the listener uh, described what he, what his needs were. So let me read this this email from Joe real quick. It says I've got a show topic suggestion: pins for the non-artist. Maybe for one of the shows, you guys can talk about good pins for sketching, drawing patterns, or geometric shapes, chicken scratch, or just simple drawings. Um, the list might include marker pens, brush pens, pencils, um, things like that. I have a very type A, black and white, regimented personality, and I want to try to be more creative, and I figure this might be a good avenue for me. I already have the paper and notebooks. Now I just need something to help unlock my creativity. Using something other than a pen might help me, might help make me feel more like an artist or not. And uh, that was from uh, a listener, Joe, and that is something that the the way he feels about, you know, wanting to try some of these different pens to kind of unlock some other, you know, creative aspects of, you know, his life or just his writing style or his drawing is something that I think about all the time Um, because I don't I'm not a very artistic person in that I can't just sit down and draw and create. But when I use certain pens, I feel more creative. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, in the in the grand scheme of things, that's probably nonsense. You know, just mind over matter. Yeah, you know, you know, we'll get the from the psychological aspect. You know, people are like, ah, oh, no, <laughs> there's no way. But you know, there there is a feel like just like you're saying when you you feel like when you click down that vanishing point, you know that man this this feels great and i am psyched to start writing and Some and you know whatever I, the ideas are just going to start spewing <laughs> out and you, you feel different writing yeah. Yeah. with that pen than you do with another pen and in Joe's case, he's looking for you know some more the drawing art type pens. And if you've read the Pen Attic for any length of time, you know that's one of my favorite types of pens. And I don't use them for drawing; I use them for writing. But I, I do it because I don't know if I feel more creative using those pens. I like the way they look on the paper more than a lot of pens. So you know, just a, a, a few drawing style pens recommendations for Joe. And, and I did shoot him an email back already, but I mean. Get you get a few Secura Pigma Microns. I mean, they come in several colors. They come in several tip sizes. They're reasonably priced. Um, they're not difficult to find. They are very good quality. They last a while. Um, and if you do turn into a, a budding artist, um, the the ink is archival quality. It's not going to fade over time. Um, it's waterproof. I mean, it's the Secure Pigment Micron is just one of those pens that everyone should have, even if you're not an artist or you're not going to use it for drawing or sketching. It's a it's a creative pen. Um, you you can write with it. I write notes with it. Um, I, I used one last night at work, drawing some diagrams out for work. It, it's a real functional, durable, quality pen. And just like Joe says, I feel better 
or I feel more creative or more productive writing with that type of pen than if I do just grabbing a ballpoint pen. It's different. It ju- it just is. It's hard to explain that. Um, and I don't know if that's exactly what Joe's getting at. You know, what's gonna what what type of pen is gonna give me just that little creative edge? You know, whether it it's actual or just dreamed up. But, you know, what is going to make me feel a little bit better? And, you know, those type of pens are, are really something that I use for that. So uh, outside of the Secure Pigment Micron, if you really want to, if you want to step it up a notch, and I don't know that we've ever talked about it. If if not, we haven't talked about it much. It's called the uh, Copic Multiliner SP. It's a, uh, it's a drawing pen. It's an art pen. Um, I want to say they just come in black. But they come in a, maybe eight different tip sizes, and the two things about that pen—well, three. One, it's expensive, but it's expensive because it comes in a, in a nice aluminum barrel, and it's refillable. So people that go through a lot of, uh, you know, drawing type pens are not are not great um, portable pens for you know just it's not something you want to leave in your car or you know, hand out to a friend because the tips, those plastic tips are fragile. They're going to get damaged easy. Um, so Copic, um, actually does a refillable where you can, you can buy refills, you can buy tip replacements and you keep this really, really nice aluminum barrel. I, I use that pen a lot. It's a, I'm a huge fan of, uh, what, what Copic does. They make very high quality products. Yeah. That, that, so, that looks really, um, top class. Like that looks yeah. like a, a really nicely built pen, um, by people that have put a lot of thought into it by making sure you know, they know that people like to draw in these pens. Well, you know, wh- why not make it refillable? You know, that's right. So many other refillable pens. Why not, why not drawing pens? Yeah, and yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the the mechanics of the the inside of the cartridge and why why other companies haven't done that uh, haven't done that before. But um, you know, that's a good idea. And you know, it like I said, it's it's not a cheap pen, but if you, it's one of those, that's more of a system pen. Like if you get into that pen and you're really going to use it hardcore. Well, you're going to have a bunch of barrels, and, and you're going to want to do use a bunch of refills and, and things like that. So uh, it it's extremely well made, and quality wise is is top notch. I've I've used them for years, and um, I find it like, I find it quite really peculiar good. because with a you know you'd expect people that draw, um, what's really important to them is the individuality of their pen. So breaking it in, breaking the nib in, for example. Mm-hmm. So. To have to change that out every time the pen runs out seems very mm-hmm. peculiar. So that's why I think that obviously the Copic is probably quite a smart design because you don't need to do that. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, you know, artists are, are very peculiar in that they will be able to tell the slightest change mm-hmm. in in the tip as far as wear goes. Right. I mean, when you're looking at different lines and line widths and and doing a drawing or making a piece of art. You you can tell really quick, you know, from an artist's perspective, or someone like Joe, who's like type A, you know, anal retentive, detail oriented, like like me. I can tell the slightest little change in in pens, and you know, it's it'd be nice to you know if you have a favorite to be able to replace a tip or, or replace it or just refill it, and you know, just like the Copic does, so. It, it's a good it's a good pen it's a, it's expensive i keep saying that i mean i think they're about seven bucks a shot to get into um before you start buying refills and, and tip replacements but quality wise and and style it, it's probably the best cool sounds great so i hope that helps joe i hope that's what he was getting at with his with his 
with his uh, question, you know, something to, you know, help him unleash some some creativity there. So okay. Joe contacted us to ask us this question. And actually, most of the topics today have been through people contacting us. So, Brad, tell people what the best way to get in touch with the show is. Um, best way to get in touch with me is either you can find me at pinaddict.com. That's my blog, and you can read all the reviews. You can find all these pin cases we're talking about and all the bunch of pin cases we didn't talk about and all the drawing pins and, and everything. Um, you know, you can search on the, on Pin Addict or shoot me an email at thepinaddict.com at gmail.com or find me on Twitter at Dowdyism. And yeah, I think every single topic that I covered today came in through one of those routes. So there you go. That's really cool. We like that, right? No, I love it. Love it. That's what we want. So um, also as well, you can you can contact us by going to 70decibels.com forward slash contact. You can pick the pen addict from the uh, the drop down list and send that into us there. You can get me on Twitter as well. I'm iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. You know, if you maybe need to tell me that I need to calm down about the retros or if you want to share in my love for them, that's a good place to do that. And um, within the next couple of weeks, we're going to have our first guest on. Um, Yes. We'll tease that for now. We're not going to say who it is. Maybe we'll tell you in a week or two, but we're going to have our first guest on the Panatic Podcast. Imagine that, Brad. I'm excited about that. It's a it's a gentleman. Well, I'll tease you. It's it's a man. <laughs> it's a gentleman I, I've I've talked to online for many many years. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And they're they're gonna they're gonna bring something really interesting to the pen addict, I think. Yes. So, so that, very much so. Different perspective. Exactly. That'll be good fun. So watch out for that, and you'll hear more about that over the coming weeks. Yeah. Hey, maybe we need to get someone from Retro Fifty One on. Yes. We need to work. We'll work on that. We should do that. <laughs> just so I can just profess my love to them for a while. That's right. That's right. And then they'll never talk to me again because they'll be slightly <laughs> worried. But, uh, right. So Brad, thank you very much for joining me again this week. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. It's always fun. I really appreciate it, Mike. I'll talk to you later. Yeah, we will. And thank you very much for listening. Um, until next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>